It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is up? You are tuning in for the fourth episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse podcast. Today we're going to talk about a bunch of attackmen that I'm excited to see come back in 2019 that I think you should be too. Most of these guys are going to know. I'm hoping to include a couple of guys that you might not be fully aware of, and, and hopefully I help you become aware of the fact that these guys are awesome. And let us go. All right, first kid that I want to talk about, uh, number 51 out of Cornell, Jeff Teat. Teat, 5'10 attackman, 165. He'll be a junior in 2019 out of Brampton, Ontario. He is a Hill Academy or the Hill Academy product. As a freshman, blew it up, just came into the Ivy and tore it up. 33 goals, 39 assists, uh, 72 points in all. And as a sophomore last year, 37 goals. 62 helpers and 99 points in all uh kids incredible he improved his sh- uh, shooting percentage from 39 percent as a freshman to 51 percent as a sophomore shots on goal percentage up from 60 up to 708 as a uh, as a as a sophomore so uh, nothing the, the sky's the limit for this kid the the amount of improvement uh, from his freshman year to his sophomore year was incredible, and I expect to see similar things after playing a really well uh, for Team Canada over the summer. Kid's going to have tons of confidence. He has tons of weapons around him uh, coming back offensively. Connor Fletcher uh, is is the the big one. I love the one two punch of Connor Fletcher and and T. Uh, you know, with Fletcher dodging uh, north south, and then T kind of getting the ball on the wings and dodging in, uh, or getting the ball at X and dodging up. Either way, these guys are great together. So Jeff T, crazy excited to see him play in 2019, and he's going to be one of the one of easily one of the five best attackmen, if not one of the best three. And I put him as a as a Twarton finalist in the end as well. Next guy I want to talk about here, uh, Michael Kraus. Uh, he's a junior, uh, going to be a junior out of Virginia, number two. He is a 5'11 attackman, 195, so he's a solid kid out of New Cannon, Connecticut. Uh, similar storyline to T uh, in that he he tore it up as a freshman and then came back and he tore it up again uh, as a sophomore. As a freshman, 34 and 22 for 56 points in all. As a sophomore, 44 and 39 for 83 points. He saw a drop in both his uh, shot on goal and shooting percentage, but partly that's because he, you know, is the man on the team, you know, was the, was the leader, carried the ball a ton, took a lot of shots, uh, increased his shots from 100 to 152 between his uh, freshman and sophomore year. Uh, so I expect him to tear it up. The biggest thing about him is he is one of the toughest sons of bitches that you will ever see go to the rack. Kid can kid just goes to the goal in a way like similar to uh, um, Connor Fields. Connor Fields is one of those guys. He Connor Fields was an aggressive Dodger. He wasn't necessarily a a tough bruising Dodger, and and Kraus is a tough 
bruising Dodger. When he goes to the rack, uh, there was a great clip uh, that I've been that I've seen a couple of times where he's going to the rack against Nick Mellon and dodges and redodges him. There was uh, the Notre Dame game where he came up the left side and he scored three goals back to back to back, all brutal dodges, all coming up the left side on a freshman defender. At least two of those were against Notre Dame's freshman defender. So Michael Krause is one of the toughest bastards. I, I called him a son of a bitch and a bastard. That's probably not, neither of those things are probably true. I say it in, in, in an endearing manner, I promise. But uh, seriously, one of the toughest kids in college across, and I cannot wait to see him trash on people this year. And that's hard for me to say. I grew up hating anybody that Syracuse was a rival with. I hated Virginia. I hated Hopkins. I did not want them to do well. When they lost, I rejoiced. And as an old man, now watching Virginia Hopkins, they, they, they just have so many incredible players that I can't help but be a fan, and I cannot help but be a fan of Michael Krause. Obviously, you knew that we were going to eventually talk about Pat Spencer. Spencer's probably coming into the season the favorite uh, to win the Tawarton. Uh, simply because he had a huge season. He was one of the finalists this year. He faced off against Ben Reeves in the semifinals in a classic battle that Reeves won uh, en route to winning the Tuarton as well. So Spencer, 6'3", just a beast, 190, solid guy. Has He's not the fastest of lacrosse players, but he's got really quick feet, great hands, a great shot. He's an incredible dodger. He has great vision. There's nothing that this kid can't do. Uh, earlier in his career, he, he was called to feed right away. He, he, de- he demands so much attention as a dodger that through his entire career, he, he, his stats make him look like a feeder. Uh, as a freshman, 37 and 52 for 89 points. As a sophomore, 28 and 55 for 83 points. And as a junior, 35 and 59 for 94 points. The kid has uh, 166 assists on, the, on his career, 100 goals on his career, just an all-around player, but but don't let those inflated assist numbers fool you. He is a Dodger, and the reason that he has so many assists is because he draws so many double teams and and triple teams, and his vision is incredible. Uh, he did see his worst shooting percentage as a junior. He was thirty-one percent as a freshman, thirty-four percent as a sophomore, and then twenty-eight percent as a junior. So he we, we saw his shooting percentage go down a little bit, but once again, uh, you're going to have that with increased uh, shots. I mean, he, he, he took 124 shots last year, which was uh, by far the most he had taken in a, a single season. So Pat Spencer, a bruising player, a bruising Dodger, playoff experience, Final Four experience. He's a Tawarton finalist uh, last year. He's been in the mix pretty much his entire career to a degree. So everybody, including me, expects amazing things out of this kid coming into his senior year. And he's got help around him returning. So Loyola is going to be in the hunt uh, just like they were last year uh, for 2019. The next uh, guy I'm going to talk about, Michael Sowers. He may be the best of the bunch. He, as a as a freshman, he put up big numbers, 41 and 41. He was you know completely even, 82 points. As a sophomore, where he, he starts to now garner a lot more attention, he is the man. Everyone knows he's the man. Everyone is game planning uh, to, 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 to face him and to stop him. And he goes 27 and 56 
as a sophomore for 83 points. So similar point totals, but he got a lot more double teams, faced triple teams, and he just picked defenses apart with his incredible vision in his hands. He's a great dodger. He can score goals wherever called upon, but when when that double team hits, he's as good as Ben Reeves at, at, at skipping the ball over the top, at finding open guys on the crease. Uh, he's the an incredible quarterback. He's uh, Rob Pinnell level quarterback in terms of his his command of the offense, his ability to control a game while the ball's on the offensive side of the field. Uh, there's You just can't say enough good things about Sowers. So he doesn't get a lot of the press that some of these other guys get because uh, Princeton hasn't really competed for anything lately. But I expect for Princeton to hang at about third in the Ivy uh, most likely this year, mostly because of, of Sowers. I expect that they're going to play Yale and, and Cornell decent. Yale and Cornell are both really good so I wouldn't, you know, you, you couldn't even be mad at uh, at Princeton if they lost to either of them by five, six, seven goals. But if they if they end up being close and playing good games with both of those teams, it's only going to be because of Michael Sowers. That's not true. That that's cutting his teammates down. But I'm sure his teammates agree. He without without Michael Sowers, they are not the team that they are with him. The kid is that good. And if you don't know who he is, or if you haven't seen him play yet, make sure to try to catch some Princeton uh, Princeton games this year because the kid is incredible. And next up, we are going to talk about Ethan freaking Walker. Uh, another small guy, 5'9", 170, so he's kind of solid. He'll be a junior this upcoming year out of Culver Military Academy. He's a Peterborough, Petersboro, Ontario uh, kid as well, another Canadian. <clears throat> he, as a freshman, came right out, put up big points, 40 and 32 as a freshman, 48 and 22 as a sophomore. Denver's got a lot of offensive weapons. Uh, and he primarily, he he acts a lot as just a spot shooter. He'll get on the crease and mix things up. He'll shoot from outside on man up. But he can go to the rack and dodge uh, when called upon also. He, he's especially uh, good around the wing areas and dodging from corners and down. Uh, you know, anywhere that you can put him in front of the cage with time and room on his hands, he's going to be insanely deadly uh, sniper. And and he can score some cool highlight reel goals as well. But he's 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 perfect for a Bill Tierney system. The kid is just well disciplined. He's got he holds a stick in two hands. He's straight up and down. Uh, he's tough as nails. So watch Ethan Walker. He's a great attackman out of out of Denver, and he's going to have an, an excellent junior year. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about, and it pains me because I despise Hopkins. I, I don't really, but I used to despise Hopkins, and I, I delighted in in their pain. And uh, with guys like Cole Williams, who I'm going to talk about next, I just can't do that anymore. Kid's incredible, 210, 6'5", junior out of Marriott'sville, Maryland, a Loyola product. Uh, quiet year as a freshman. Played in 15 games, but he went 6-4, 10 points. In 2018, he blew up 35 and 14 for 49 points. His shot total went from 32 as a freshman to 132 as a sophomore. So Hopkins depended on him. His shooting percentage isn't the greatest, but he puts shots on goal. He can score any way you need him to. He can catch the ball on the crease and stick it. He can spot shoot from out top and stick it. He can... Uh, he's excellent at the quick dodge in the sense that he get him the ball within the 12 yard range. If he needs to make two or three steps on his way to the rack, he can do that as well. He, he's a good all around attackman, great in transition. He's got a big body. His shots very difficult when he shoots outside and lights it up for goalies to place because of his long arms. And just, he's got a weird gangly frame. 
Uh, but it, it, dis, despite that, he plays strong, he plays aggressive, and he's a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Another guy that's going to have a really big year in 2019 is Stephen Rafis out of Syracuse as a freshman, 12 and 13, 25 points. He was their best Dodger two years ago, uh, and he didn't play. He played in every game, but he didn't factor huge into every game, but there were times when he was a freshman that they needed him to go to the rack, and he did. uh, The UNC game in 2017 comes to mind where they needed a couple of goals, and he went out and created them. And as a sophomore, 20 and 28 for 48 points. He was was overall their best player, I believe, at least on the offensive side of the ball last year. He's going to be, I believe, their best player this year. I expect him to get above the 50-point mark, hopefully above the 55-point mark. The only reason he might not is because they, they return everybody on offense. Syracuse doesn't lose anyone. So Rafis, once again, is coming back with everybody that he played with last year outside of Bombberry. So there might not be more points uh, in terms of his production. He might not see a whole lot of increase in production. But either way, as long as he's in the 45 to 55 range, I'll be delighted. This wouldn't be a list of attackmen if I didn't talk about the old number one out of Maryland. He's been given the number, Jared Bernhardt. 6-1-190, be a junior this year in 2019 out of Longwood, Florida. Played at Lake Brantley High School. As a freshman, 20 and 8, 28 points. As a sophomore, kid was a goal hawk, 40 goals, 16 assists. He improved his shooting uh, from year one to year two. 31% as a freshman, 35% as a sophomore. His shots on goal percentage is off the charts, 72%. So that is that is incredible. The kid is great at, at dodging from X, dodging from the wings. He is just pure and simple and offensive. And, and offensive. I'm going to say, I'm going to try to get this out. He is, an, he is a generator of offense. The kid goes to the rack hard. He knows how to find the goal. He knows how to put the ball past goalies which is a skill that it's not something you can learn it for sure. But some guys just, they can smell the back of the net. And he's one of those kids that can just smell the back of the net. He is well deserving of the number one, uh, of the old number one out there in Maryland. And, and Maryland is in really good shape coming into next year, partly because of this man, Jared Bernhardt. In, in theory, this kid, he, he's right up there with all the rest of them also, as long as he gets his butt back on the field, and I hope that he does. I, I wish him the best of luck in getting himself back into Albany. That's what Scott Marr said, is that Tohoka Nanakoke is coming back for his sophomore year. Sophomore out of Six Nations, Ontario, played at IMG Academy, 6-1-235, and the kid is a beast. One of the most highly anticipated freshman lacrosse players in the history of college lacrosse. This kid's highlight film had to be over 100,000 views before he ever touched field at field in, at the Division I level. As a freshman, he played in 19 games. He went 50 and 32 for 82 points. He would have put up a few more had, had his, his homeboy, um, Connor Fields, been healthy all year. He wasn't, but Dehoga led these guys uh, through the tournament. Uh, Fields was a shell of himself, and you know, he, Fields played incredible through the tournament and gutted out some some wins uh, for Albany with with Nanakoke. But Nanakoke was really what helped complement Fields in that in that way. While Fields was hurt, kid can score goals any way you need him to. He can light them up from out top. He can. He's a brutal, physical, mean Dodger. 
Uh, when he's carrying the ball, he can feed. He he will score highlight goal after highlight goal. He's good for a behind the back, a weird backhand, something odd every game. There was a clip. It was a fall ball game against Johns Hopkins, and I'll try to show it here as we're as we're watching where he he came in and he scored a goal one handed, underhanded, uh, on the run. I mean, the the kid is a human highlight reel. He is definitely must see TV. He is dealing with with an Albany uh, squad this year that lost their Tawarton candidate, probably the the player that would have been the best player in the country had it not been for his injury, Connor Fields. So he's he's going to be kind of a man on an island. He, Albany has has strength all around him. They have a couple other incredible Dodgers and, and offensive talents, but d- losing Connor Fields is going to put a lot of pressure on guys like Tohoka Nanakoke. So I wish him the best of the lu- best of luck. I hope he gets his butt on a field in uh, 2019 and it'll be it'll be a shame for all of us all of us if he doesn't but he'll be okay even if he doesn't end up playing in 2019 he will be a pro and he'll get to, he'll get some NLL money and he'll get to play some PLL or MLL so the 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 sky is the limit the future is bright for Nanakoke but I hope that uh, he's playing 2019 uh, for Albany. 